Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts Lucy Davis and Benjamin Holden. So today's episode is kindly sponsored by Athletic Greens, which we'll be telling you and sipping on a little bit throughout the podcast. But mm-hmm. firstly, super exciting. Oh, I'm put that to the side then for now. Super exciting for Lucy Davis. Have a little gift. Ah, because it is mine and Lucy's anniversary tomorrow. Oh, is it an anniversary, anniversary gift? Okay, gift. so okay, you have your anniversary gift. Yes, early. Okay, wow. So, oh. It's going to be a big reveal. Where do I go? You can turn around. Ready? Three. I'm scared. Where two, do I turn? Where, on, is it on the wall? One, just right behind you. That way? Yeah, three, two, one, go. Oh, we're not going to see my facial expression, are we? Carl's got a little mini camera there, so I'll show you up. It's like a... Oh my God, that is amazing. A little text on I it any day. I love it. What, what, did I run on the night for the tenth? I think I ran on the tenth. Did that? Did I not run on the tenth? Or did I run on the ninth? I love it. It's amazing. But I think I ran on the tenth. No, Saturday, right? Saturday. The ninth. The ninth. Jesus I don't Christ! Know. I, I don't <laughs> do I that to me. I literally just sh- literally I've got nuggets in my pants <laughs> right now. Don't do that shit. Especially because we've printed that twice. Oh now. God, mate! Fucking Jesus, my horse is in my horse. I speak to the mic. It's so, stunning. So describe what it is, just for people who aren't watching on YouTube or Spotify. Oh yeah, if you're not on YouTube, definitely go over. It's so Cal was obviously shooting pictures at the event, and when we got the pictures back, I was like, oh my god, that is like my most favorite picture ever of all this. It shows every emotion. So it's the picture of me and Ben hugging and it's the black and white one and then it's got the date i did the ultra at the top and they've wrapped my red medal around it and put it on the wall my, my heart rate's for the roof at the moment you know sorry i you don't do stuff like that. i think i thought because i think the temps the calendar is right in front of my face yeah it's the ninth it's the ninth wow it's amazing it's okay. that's amazing yeah it's stunning the black frame and everything great, but that's even i said i was oh we're gonna have to get that made mm-hmm. and you've already done it Job done. It's the best anniversary present ever. Oh. On the topic Thank of running, you. one of the things that's been super popular at the moment is the half marathon programs and running programs that we've got in the micro school. Yeah. We've had a load more people start some of the 5K, 10K, and half marathon programs this morning. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get involved with any of the programs on the app and follow along with it day by day, they are for any ability, any mm-hmm. level of runner. You can be doing no running. You can be an experienced runner. You can be, what else can you be? I, you can I, be a toad. You can be whatever you want. Yeah. And you can basically <laughs> get involved. You can do a seven day free trial with the code not so fit 7 is it? Well, with the seven day free trial, there's a specific link that literally gives you a free trial. Okay. So we'll leave that below. And then also, if you are on the hybrid one specifically and you know you want to do the hybrid program. So the hybrid one, it does start at a 5K, which I wouldn't say is complete beginner. I think if you've dabbled in running and really, really want to do a half marathon and build up to that in 10 weeks, that is the program for you. And with that one in particular, you can use the code hybrid half and it'll give you 21% off your first month. So we'll leave both of the links below for you on iTunes, YouTube, and don't think you can do that on Spotify, but we'll do as much as we can. And then, yeah, you can join the family, join the community. And to be fair, it has been 
mind-blowingly amazing hasn't it to see how many people no matter what you're doing whether it is running or going to the gym or starting this or starting that and starting something for the first time is incredible and we've had so many messages since after that 100k definitely one of the things that i wanted to talk about today and i literally only just saw i was writing some bits down before and have a look at some bits and we were watching it last night on love island and there's been loads of tweets about apparently there's been itv have been hit with over three thousand complaints about misogyny and bullying bullying tasha one of one of the questions that yeah i think 100 percent there's been element of bullying on there what and a lot of what a lot of people do is they play bullying down as banter like it's just Mm. banter it's you're taking it too seriously and they they almost blame the victim for feeling like shit what do you think is the difference between banter and bullying where's that where's that line drawn i think it's very dependent on the person i i I mean you and cal could have banter about something but then you could say it to me but i might take offense to it and it doesn't mean you're not joking or you can't take a joke i love banter i can get involved with it certain things could trigger different people and with the one on love island in particular they are literally taking the piss out of this girl Mm -hmm. every day and they're laughing about it you can see she didn't take it well so if you know straight away someone's not taking it well but oh god like really sorry that 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 was a joke taken like instantly whereas they were just laughing at her yeah so i think it's on a personal level i think it was her dad who came out and said tasha is quite sensitive like can you not see she's quite a sensitive girl and she's not getting that level of jokiness i i mean some of the stuff i was like what dicks don't don't do that it's just i think me. when you're in that environment as well where it's very full-on it's very intense you're gonna take things way more to heart than usual because there's not a, yeah. a lot else going on and the thing is that i think the word or the term banter is used to camouflage what bullying actually is a lot of the time in in terms of when you're face to face with people because yeah. i i think online it's like just bullying if you're coming out with something, it's like no, you can still banter online. Yeah, you banter but people. you can tell when it's banned from when it's. I don't think you can. Bullying. I think it's even harder to tell online. Do you think? Yeah, because there's no oh, context. There's easier. no. You can't read people's body language. You can't read like how it's being delivered. It's it's yeah. hard. I think it's way harder to, to to deal with online. Don't get me wrong. There's a spectrum as well where some people will come out and be super OTT, and it's all part of that snowflake kind of you're taking things to heart i don't think it is with that tasha situation but i tell you i'll try and give an example one time i don't think you can really complain about things being thrown your way is if you go to a comedy club and someone throws a joke at you or an insult at you because you kind of signed up for it and when you think about it in that way in terms of elements to consider i think a big one is intention yeah like is the person intending to cause any kind of harm or upset obviously if you go to a comedy club people aren't trying to cause harm or upset you it's to provoke laughter yeah whereas i believe potentially with dammy and the whole luca thing there's a bit of malice involved in there i don't think they've gone in trying to be really 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 super harsh but the other thing to consider in in this scenario is the, the the kind of role that they play in the social group mm. there's an imbalance in power because bullying comes from that's what bullying comes from essentially isn't it it's an imbalance in power because banter is something like you said me and cal can have because we're mates we're we're on the same level we're, mm. we're kind of understand where each other's 
boundaries. Boundaries always. When there's an imbalance in power and someone's potentially like they are the alphas of the group or they've asserted themselves as the more dominant people inside the group, there's an imbalance of power, especially when it's two blokes coming onto a young girl with a hearing disability. That's complete imbalance of power. Do you know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong, they've not made fun of her disability because that's a, that's another no, level not. of her making fun of disabilities or ethnicities or race but it's still i think i mean i'm guessing i could be wrong maybe even harder for her to sometimes read social situations because she's trying to still lip read pick up on things she's not hearing things properly how, how things are said so i think it's just super harsh in general well that's exactly that's what her dad was saying her dad was like she struggles with certain things and they're kind of taking the piss out of it and she already said she was like I'm re- I'm really. She openly said, "I am very sensitive." Leave her be. If mm-hmm. she's fucking sensitive, leave her be and stop. I was getting so frustrated because I was like, "She's gone on Love Island. She's gonna speak to people who come in." Because she was all, already getting bullied about that by like trolls and people. Like, oh well, she's put herself on Love Island. Expect to be like bullied and trolled. Absolutely fucking not. If you've got something to say, stop tweet. Stop tweeting about it. Just leave. If you've got an issue with someone, you know, voice it to your mate out loud. Don't put it online where it can be seen all the time. Because that was one of the things I saw an interview with Coco when she left the villa that she was given her phone back in the taxi on the way to the airport. And she had hundreds of trolling, like horrible, horrible messages. And she said she was in so much shock because the producers hadn't pre-warned her in terms of you've, as in they should have sat her down and said, you've got quite a few yeah. hateful messages. We just pre- didn't just gave her phone back and then she was like flooded with yeah. all these trolling messages. So that's probably on ITV as well to kind of sit with the contestants and say, just like, let's, yeah, we're here to support care, you. There's a duty of care. A duty of care, yeah. my, my big question that comes out of the whole situation is the whole thing between banter and bullying and where does the where's the guideline kind of cut off? I mean, I know it's a very big spectrum, but that's the term that's often used, which is banter. Yeah, it's banter for some people and it's, and it's not for others. There's definitely times where even we've been having banter and then one of us has stepped the line too far and we instantly know because one of us goes quiet and usually, so say if I'd said something and gone past like, you know, like the banter, I'm not, I'm not bullying you, but if I've gone past the banter line, I instantly feel I know I've said something wrong and I'm like didn't didn't mean that like we just got like I apologize so with you I instantly know if we've said something that's hurt the other person yeah I think with that sometimes as well you're almost poking where people's <laughs> you, you do it a lot you're like you'll say something and you just be like I'm so, that's too far too far sorry I didn't mean yeah, that didn't mean that <laughs> I think as long as you if you have some kind of social awareness or you can read the situation to know when you've done it is good mm-hmm. and then the other thing is I think with people you don't know, what you're often doing when you go into those scenarios is you're almost poking and trying to... What are those sticks that people use for in the blind? What did you say? A tripod? <coughs> I said a cattle prod. Well, like... No. Nah. You kind of... You're poking around in the dark trying to find where those... That was a very strange... I I, was, I thought what Cal said then and you just went like the, <laughs> the other I don't even know what a cattle prod is. Um, you kind of poking around the dark trying to find where people's boundaries are with stuff because you don't know where they are. You're blind to where people's boundaries really lie. Mm. I agree. Have you, I ever, think... have you ever been bullied? No. I, w- I wouldn't say so. I don't know if it was... No. 
I've been trolled now, but I wouldn't say I've someone's come up to my face and bullied me. I've broke up a fight in high school of people who were getting bullied. Yeah, I think there's a difference between a fight and being bullied. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never I, I don't think I've ever been like picked on purposely and people have like pointed me out except that one swimming time where I would say that girl was bullying me mm-hmm. when she called me anorexic in front of a whole group of people and I was like and she just kept going on and on. Yeah. And I left the room and cried. So that's probably but like the closest I've been to that situation. What about you? I think, I think there's, different ty- there's different types of bullying, isn't there? There's cyber, online, real life. I mean, I mean, even in real life, there's different ways that people get bullied. Whether it's physical, mental, it can be something which is really intense in a moment, or it can be something that goes on for weeks, months, and mm. really subtle. I hate it. I, you know, the one thing I really hate. I had a conversation with someone on Instagram, and they said that their eight-year-old daughter's getting bullied at school. If my kid, I swear to God, was getting bullied at school, I would go in like a raging bull. I don't know how you'd be calming that. Do you know if your if your your baby, your kid was getting bullied, how do you even deal? Obviously, you speak to the parents and be like, "Your kid is bullying my kid." It's like you need they 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 sort them out. Mm-hmm. But then, what do you do if you if they're just coming home getting bullied? It's obviously really frustrating from a parent's perspective. It's I really mean, sad, I, yeah? I I've got a scenario where it's happened to me. And even as a guy now speaking about it, I feel uncomfortable talking about it. Where you were bullied. Yeah. And there'll be people who are listening from when I used to work for the police who will know what I'm talking about and potentially didn't even say it or wouldn't mm-hmm. even expect it. Maybe because I'm a bloke who can look after myself. I'm a big guy. And you, just you wouldn't, were. Just wouldn't expect it. Yeah, yeah. This. And th- that's why I end up leaving the police. For uh, Well, one of the big reasons, obviously the reason was because I wanted to pursue personal training, but one of the other reasons was because I was really subtly being bullied. I spoke about this previously on the podcast, and it was little things like going to my supervisor and saying little things behind my back in terms of Ben's showing up late for this, Ben's doing this, Ben's... Like, when, I was, when I was brand new to the job and still quite insecure in the role, doing those little things saying really snarky things and and prior to that i'd been really close to this person as well and then basically just cut me down ignored me blanked me in corridors when walking straight past doing little snidey things and work in terms of like tasks and jobs and stuff nothing where you'd really think wow that's that's horrific but that's what i mean about those real underhand tactics that go on for weeks and weeks and weeks and build up and build up and you can feel attention building and stuff yeah. and that's the thing with bullying is you don't you can be from a from an outsider or a bystander's perspective, there can be nothing going on. But to that person who's being bullied, they can be their whole world. Well, that's what and I believe, Luca and Dami, yeah, you've done yeah. to Tasha. And I used to get, I used to have mad anxiety driving to work. I used to hate being there every time, every day. I used to go, my heart used to be pounding on the way to work. Hated going in because I just knew I was going into an uncomfortable environment all the time. I hated it. And then I eventually sat down with my supervisor to talk about it, and I remember just. Because I think he kind of asked me what was going on. Did notice kind of this weird thing between me and this other person. Again, nothing really of malice that you'd say. And I remember sitting down just talking about it. And I just nearly started... I was holding back crying so much. Holding back crying so much. I don't think even he understood how upset I was by a prop... It was just that was the first time I've really been affected by something like that. Is the bully the person we have seen? Yeah, I think we saw them once. And yeah, yeah, I've, and they and walked past. Do you know and what? You went... Since since we've we, we've ran past the person, and I thought about 
because obviously this is two or three years on, I thought about saying things so many times and thought about saying really nasty things. They'd arrest you, though. They won't. (laughs) We've run past. They're still in the police, would they not, like... I mean, but he, if he was a bully and he was that much of a dick, he might be like, well, you you've like, done you can, this to a police officer. Yeah, as long as I'm not swearing, there's not a lot you can you can do. See, I'm a bit, I'm very scared about stuff. It's like when you drive past a police car, I literally sit up straight and I'm just like, two hands on the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, because you're like living no, in... No, Cal, do you do that? I, I feel like Cal would also do that. I do, I kind of shit myself. Yeah, I do. I feel like I'm like, oh, fucking hell, I'm going to get arrested. When I go through the airport security, I just like, oh my God, I've got <laughs> guns in my bag, I've got not, like obviously don't oh shit my pants <laughs> that's me Cal, Cal is it you just made me on a different level anyway when we were run, running past a few times I've been really inclined to say something I've thought about what I'd say quite a lot of times and I just think is it worth me wasting my energy getting involved in an argument or giving an insult and look, giving perspective to the situation potentially in a way that had never happened. Maybe I would have just stayed in the police. Maybe I wouldn't be here doing this podcast today. Maybe a lot of doors wouldn't have opened up unless that had happened. And I mean, that's me just justifying the situation. But at the same time, I just don't need to waste energy on something that happened two or three years ago in that negative circumstance. Because nothing, nothing now, like nothing now, whatever I say, nothing positive is going to happen. Doesn't no. matter what I say. There's, there's, no, there's not going to be any positive outcome from it. I also think it's it would probably make more sense of like an apology to come from him that's not gonna happen though no i know but that's what i mean you wouldn't go back to that situation like it's happened i've seen a few things about this like on twitter i feel like twitter is a place where there's just random shit on there but it happened to someone who was bullied in like high school or something like quite significantly isn't this because people's accounts can't be authentic what's the word authenticated yeah. authenticated don't know no people are verified on twitter no but this is what the big debate was about people having to be yeah so it's not everyone so not, only famous people are verified on twitter yeah. so yeah they're saying that uh, there needs to be a bit more yeah identity tied to people's twitter accounts to say like oh john smith is john smith so it's not just mm-hmm. some random person with anonymity just bullying lucy davis for no reason yeah. yeah okay so there was a guy who is now really famous this person and his bully from high school dm'd him and I was like, hey, like, yo, like, I was like, yo, he said yo at the start. Um, Just want to apologize from like all those years ago. Da, 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 da. Obviously, the, so the the really, really famous, I can't remember who it was, really famous guy. They replied being like, yeah, no worries, all good. And then this other guy said something back like, whoa, you're doing really well now. Da, da, da. And then he hit him back with like a fuck you kind of, yeah. I think, I think the bully kind of, wanted to be mates with him again because of his success yeah and this guy just hit back so hard shared on twitter it went viral that's obviously one way to get back at your bully isn't it if you you're really going down that route with but that, with that route as well that. Though, is like when you're a kid and when you're a child your brain's completely different to what i mean when high you, school when you're an adult it obviously depends what age you yeah. are but still i think it's way different when you're a child because oh yeah like a baby child yeah, but what I'm trying to say is, can you stop in, <laughs> interrupting Sorry, I'm me? Sorry, I'm getting excited. When you're a child, you're way more uh, likely to cross boundaries and cross lines because you're not as well educated. Mm. You don't really read social situations as well. And I think this is part of the conversation that potentially needs to happen in classrooms so that people understand it more, is asking that question or really drilling down on the difference between banter and bullying so that kids understand it and teachers understand it mm. and things don't just get fobbed off as banter when they're, they're clearly not 
Yeah, because when we were in high school, I'm assuming you had it as well. We had like PSHE, where that you were talking about like a worldly topic, and a lot of them were on cyberbullying. But at the time, Instagram, I think Facebook was a thing, or just start. We'd all just got Facebook. It was kind of like a MySpace Bebo era that we were introduced to these PSHE talks. So I can't even imagine now. You've got TikTok, Instagram all of the others facebook youtube like a lot of trolling and then also a lot of young people who have these accounts so i'm assuming in schools they must have had to put something in place where they are teaching kids about cyberbullying, bullying online bullying in the classroom you can just imagine it's got so much worse than when we were actually kids because you were i mean oh, you're going back aren't you yeah, it's different. there's different types it's of bullying world. now isn't there and yeah. that's what i mean there needs to be those conversations had in classrooms so that Teachers better understand it and can spot it and can notice it and mm. also will take action when it's reported. Yeah, 100%. Can I... This this is a real... <laughs> this is a real switching topic. But I still want to talk about it because I feel like it's still really relevant. Even when this podcast goes live, it's the weather. Yeah. But not as in like a weather forecast, but as in terms of... If you're from the UK and you're listening, you will know it reached 40.3 degrees in some parts of the UK. 40 point, that is Dubai. That is literally Dubai, Australia. That is that is insanely hot. Um, And so, you know, when it's hot in the UK, people, and if someone complains about how hot it is, everyone will be like you can't complain like we never get this good weather we always have really shit weather it's always raining like be thankful it's this hot and people were still saying it over our heat wave i mean i was not thankful it was that hot i was it it was dis- it was wow we are not made for that weather it was just disgusting wasn't it and it was dr mike who made a really really good point he did a post on it he was like allow people to complain about when it's too hot because some people can't cope in the heat and they find uncomfortable because people have so much backlash when you say oh my god it is so hot like oh don't be ungrateful it's not ungrateful if you're not comfortable in those temperatures Mm. we were we didn't even we couldn't even go outside like we were just too hot and we don't have aircon or stuff like that and it was just yeah again sun lovely lovely but then people not being allowed to say anything about it. I think it's similar to when just because your problem doesn't seem as big as someone else's doesn't mean that you can't complain about it. Exactly the same as just because we moan when it's wet doesn't mean you can't moan when it's hot. Mm. It's fucking... I, the thing is, like when it's hot as well, I can't work. Genuinely can't work. <laughs> Yesterday, I was just like a flangulant <laughs> sausage. We did... I don't know if you've listened to it so yeah, but we did the podcast that we did with greg last week that was the yeah. day we were recording and i was so you were just wet it was hard to focus it was hard to concentrate because we were soaking in the office and we couldn't have the aircon unit on that we bought <laughs> that i ran down the road from curry's and bought because you would have been able to hear it in the background so yeah i mean i i can work in the rain you can do anything in the rain you can yeah you can do anything in the rain like well somebody made a really good point that you know uk houses double glazing insulated we're made to keep heat in the house we're not made we're, we're like as in we want to keep our houses warm but then when the weather was like that our houses were like incubators yeah. we don't have aircon attached to the walls or swimming pools in the back garden unless you've got like a paddling pool but yeah it was just that's a really good point i'd like allow people to 
feel different ways about the weather. Fucking like my hell. best friend's pregnant and she was just so hot. Yeah, well, but there's that comment that always comes out that we're not geared up to deal with the heat. We don't get the heat that often. No, we don't. Not at all. We don't even... I say we have quite good seasons, like winter, spring, summer, autumn. You can differentiate between them. But our summer is never, wow, it is ridiculously hot. It is so nice. But I think it is nice we have seasons. Whereas like, I don't think Australia, for example, has like a really specific winter, spring, summer, autumn. It's just really hot. And then like they think their winter is 20 degrees. Yeah, I was probably British last night. I was like, can't wait for the fucking rain. <laughs> can't piss, wait for the please rain. Please piss it down when I go out. Especially when I'm running, I love it. Yeah, it's nice. You you do all the best runs in the rain. I feel. Yeah. I feel like it makes you it makes you a different person when you run in the rain. Talking of things that are refreshing, AG One from Athletic Greens. Finished Lucy's it. finished it already. I, want, <laughs> I was trying to slow one down. One of the one of the things again, just on the note of running that I've been having when I've been coming back from most runs because I'll take it faster. Is is the AG One, which is basically a foundation to the day of nutrients, vitamins, minerals that you can get in one hit rather than having multiple or hundreds of tablets in a pill box. You can just take a powder, which actually tastes pretty damn good I as really well. I really like it. Well, this is a 30, this is a 30 day supply. Yeah. And you get a little bougie tub of it. Yeah, you do. I, I get, I take it, because I'm fasting, I usually take it about 11 or 12 o'clock each day. Super refreshing to have it with some ice. Tastes great. And if you use a link that we have provided on the Spotify, YouTube, or podcast description, you will, can use the link and it should take you straight through to the AG1 product. Mm-hmm. And you will also get a year's supply of vitamin D. Vitamin D. And then also you get some of the travel packs as well, which oh, are cool. so, yeah. so easy we to took, use. As we said, we took those to America. I've had to give some to my dad as well. He's we took been so many. It. We took like 50 packs of yeah. it to America, didn't we? Well, now because like... I've given my dad some, every time I speak to him, have you got any more of those little travel packs there? Hey, do you want? No, dad, yeah. fucking buy some. Use my <laughs> buy buddy, them yourself. Use my link for you. <laughs> they are, do you know what though? They are phenomenal and we've been taking them for so long now and we've just seen benefits. So yeah. they're just incredible. Talking of links, codes. What are you? Oh, okay. What? What this is that we were speaking about in the gym the other day. How much influence is earned? Oh, that is an interesting. Mm, are we supposed to share that? You don't have to talk about how much you personally earn. I wouldn't no. ask you that. Do you? Do, I think this is quite a a question that comes up regularly. Do you think influencers influencers are overpaid? No. I think well. Hmm. But that's quite broad. Okay. Let, but maybe let, depends let, let, on the person. Yeah, yeah. Let me talk about the cost of earnings. That this has been produced by Spotify as well. So they reckon that nano influencers or followers. What's nano? So it's one to ten k. Okay. They will earn between ten to hundred pounds dollars per post. Micro, which is between ten to hundred k followers, Ooh, there's me will earn between a hundred dollars or hundred pounds to five hundred pound per post. The mid range. That one's really. That one's really off. Mm, I, that's off. That is way off. Depends who it is. I don't think that's way off. Okay. I think that one's quite off. I mean, I believe the range should be bigger. Like, there's definitely been campaigns that I've done before. Where I've been paid more than that per post. And um, I, yeah, I I'm fall, thinking of my friends. I fall as into well. that category, and I've got friends who've been paid more than yeah. that. Um, mid is a hundred k to five hundred k followers. They reckon it's between five hundred pound to five thousand pound per post. Yeah. That's not too far off, I'd no. say. Uh, then you've got the macro influencer, which is 500k to a million followers, which is reckoned between 5k to 10k per post. I mean, again, I think that top range is probably 
bump up a bit further, especially with the conversation that we had with Greg last week when he was on the con- contract of 15 grand per week. 20,000 dollars. Was it 20 grand per week? Yeah. I thought it was 15. 20 grand per week. And that was years per ago month. as well. Per month. Sorry, Pierre. Per month. And then the mega influencer, which is 1 million followers plus, they reckon is 10K plus per post. I way bumped that one up. I think you're you're starting at like 15, yeah. 20 I mean, if you're over a... I think the, the top end needs to be up more. But listen to these, okay? Dwayne the Rock Johnson charges 1.5 million per post. Charlie Dilemma reportedly gets paid an estimated 25 to 50k for every TikTok, but some TikToks get 100 grand per post. Cristiano Ronaldo made 41.7 million over 2020 or 2021 just from Instagram. His wage from his football club, wait, his wage from his football club was 27.3 million. He was getting paid more from Instagram than he was from his football contract. He... And he, he gets on average to collect around 971 grand per single post page. Don't forget though, he's got the biggest following in the world. On social media. On social media and Instagram. Yeah. I mean, those sort of people, I cannot even fathom what Kendall Jenner, Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian get fucking pe- That must be extortionate because they've done some collabs which are poor. Do you reckon they're like, getting paid wait... more than Ronaldo though? No, no, I wouldn't. Mm. Kylie Jenner has, so, but his, her, his following's bigger than. than not hers. just following though, is it? Her engagement is wild. Yeah. So it's here on Kylie Jenner, nine hundred eighty-six thousand dollars per post. This is all probably very speculative. Yeah, um, everyone's going to be speculative. They, want, they, does it say what Kim then, is? Yeah, Kim is number four, around eight hundred fifty-eight. But like, I'm sure she could get more than that per post. Yeah, it's probably based on averages as well. Like his will be based on averages of what yeah. he earned for that year, which is supposed to be forty-one point seven million. And the brand. It, it the the brand who's sponsoring the post because that's not every Instagram post they post it's brand sponsored ads isn't it yeah that's that conversation so if you're talking about a brand like Spotify for example they would probably pay a lot and then if you're talking about a brand like I don't know who else they probably pay less yeah it depends on the deliverables the type of posts yeah wow that is crazy numbers I I personally <sighs> don't think influencer overpaid and this is my reasoning behind it is that okay let's give it let's i'm gonna use myself for example say for example i and again i'll only work with people who trust and believe and that's why most of mine are long-term stuff like yeah. my protein yeah athletic greens um fabletics have been with for three years yeah same as me jim Sharp. yeah so on that basis what you're looking at essentially is that person for example me i don't know how many i've put like if i go on my page now i have put up 1440 posts so if 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 we were trying to average out the amount of time i'd spent on each post the caption the time it takes me to record the content post it the actual monetary value that you get paid per post and potentially average that out of how many posts you've actually created you're probably actually getting paid buttons i'm not saying that's the way that you would work out but what the thing you've got to think of is the amount of time that that person's put in putting out free content to create a platform and again i've not created the platform to sell other people's product off like my platforms to, to share content and to share the product that i sell which is the micro school and my community but i will work with brands who i believe in and that i take anyway and that I want to collab- collaborate with. So I think the one thing that you've got to remember is that the people who are potentially making money off paid posts, they've spent a fucking long time working hard to build up that audience in the first place. So. Yeah, 100%. I believe 
everything you've just said. I think it becomes a bit hit and miss when, so like you said, we work with long-term partnerships. Like I've been working with Whoop now for about four months and I'll be working with them for as long as possible because they're amazing. I use the product and then Gymshark My Protein. And the one thing that you can kind of tell when people maybe aren't 100% for the product is if they're doing like a clothing thing, for example, like like gym wear and they're they're doing ads for like five different brands and they're saying like the same thing like this is the best gym wear a week later this is the best gym wear a week later this is it's kind of like well which which one is the best or you do it with food products supplements five different proteins this protein is the best week later this protein is the best it's like well i get it why are you doing it but also do you really believe in all five is there one in particular that you love more that you would rather just talk about because you actually use the product that's my only thing like yeah well, just i mean make sure you're using the product when i'm talking about the people i don't think are overpaid i'm not talking about some sweaty tea bag from dubai who's riding a camel talking about booty wear i'm talking about people who have like genuine accounts and yeah. are creating good quality content because i think when you're looking at overpaid as well look at what people have paid for years for radio advertisement for tv advertisement in newspapers for example okay let's try and draw it back i'll try and remember them the rough costs we paid around three three and a half grand for a radio advert that was how long was that for a month yeah a month and it was shown like once a day once every so often then you you have to work out well how many people is that getting in front of how many people within your demographic is that getting in front of what is the cpa or cta so like where is there anything you can click through from no so it makes it more it makes it more difficult for that consumer to then go through to your product. There's all these little things that tie into that. So radio and TV is quite expensive. Buses. Yeah, with the bus, that was around 10 grand. I mean, <laughs> it's funny. Literally, someone has just WhatsApp me this. About the bus? Yeah. I don't know if you can see this on camera. I do love our bus. Let me... <laughs> someone just WhatsApp me, mate. Just WhatsApp me. I feel me. like it needs a we're, clean. We're still on the bus, yeah. <laughs> they need to clean that bus, don't they? It's just you... like... I look grey. I've got like speckly muddle if <laughs> Adolf Davis they have a big dirty muzzy because I haven't been clean for a couple of months <laughs> I'd come up and just say oh my god I'm really dirty but yeah I mean those sort of things but I think the bus is fantastic that is something I agree with is Kyle about to speak no I was just going to say um, there's obviously like a bit of a rising sentiment in that influencers are not paid like justifiable wages so it's similar to how people might look at a footballer who's paid like a million pounds every couple of months for running around on a pitch um and they would say like a nurse gets paid say 25 grand whereas an influencer can be paid 20 grand for a month's worth of just posting pictures yeah and there's there's no real you can't compare the work that it takes from one to another yeah but i think that kind of comes from unfamiliarity with the industry so we just look then um so like a an average 30 second tv commercial can cost about 105 to 110 thousand pounds yeah that's what people don't understand they see like you know 20 adverts on the tv and think oh god it's just like that but in reality like what an influencer is paid for kind of having built up a community and uh like an audience of 20 30 40 50 thousand like targeted people who are engaging with their content it's it's nothing compared to what advertisers pay you know Mm. itv bbc who you know are in similar positions that's the thing as well because for example what you just said there you've got people my little cousin could be watching ITV at, at 6 p.m. Nephew could be watching ITV at 6 p.m. And then so could your Aunt Betty, who's 70 years old, 
neither of those hit your niche. Whereas if you're paying for an influencer, they're going to be within your niche and inside your target. I prefer not to name us as influencers. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being called an influencer, by the way. Because you are, if you've got a platform, you're providing content. You are therefore influencing other people. There's this real mm. negative, really negative association with it, which I don't buy whatsoever. I think there's some people who bring bad names to every aspect of different lives, with different job titles. But I prefer to call those people of influence. I think that we... I like saying I'm a, con- I'm a content creator. Yeah, you, you People of influence and a con- We create content yeah. for our people who follow us to mm. help them. That's how I. That's just how I see. We've done it from the start. Along the way, we've we've started working with brands, but the things never changed. Yeah. We create content for people to help them. But yeah. so yeah, I guess like it's still it's still a business tool for us influence. though. Do you, do you think yeah. that the word influencer just kind of means someone who does nothing but social media? That their whole thing is I have a following, and that's it. I think it's ads. I think they just like when I sit when I think influencer, I think someone who's come out of like reality TV and then just starts picking up every everything they can, like even weight loss products and stuff like that. Like I think that's why it's got a bad rep. However, I think because more people spoke about being like that's not just what influencers are. It's getting a bit better, if that makes sense, because we are influencers. I, I've spoke about this before. I think it's gonna become gonna become a time where people are gonna get found out and people are gonna get caught. Similar to when all this stuff kicked a few off. People have, haven't they? Similar to when this stuff kicked off with OnlyFans and people are getting really worried because they bought houses, got cars, on finance by paying for stuff with the subscription that was coming through from OnlyFans, which he never really owned. It's similar to when people are getting endorsed from deals through contracts to be posting on Instagram, and they've got cars, houses, and stuff. And the market has obviously been moving in a certain direction where influencer marketing has been growing, growing, growing. It even happened a little bit at the moment and where in terms of people really moan about engagement and people are actually getting upset about their engagement. Mm. And I think what other people don't realize is that person relies their income is based on their engagement with other companies. So they get paid X amount so they can pay for whatever it is in front of them. And that's where I think you've got, you've got, you've got to have something about you and be careful if you're... Ju- just an influencer and you don't have your own product or you don't have your own business because things could come your, your scaffolding could come tumbling down from underneath you if you don't have your own thing in there like we saw with people who were really flapping it with the only fan stuff yeah that's 100 percent true we've always said if all social media platforms just suddenly died and turned into dust we'd be like okay okay cool we've got our email list we've got our businesses yeah. we've got our podcast like I mean, that's taken obviously a while for us to build up, 100%, but we've done it. We've been what, doing the business now for four yeah. four years and we've worked really hard on it. And then, as you said, our Instagram, YouTube, TikTok platforms, they help our business. We produce content to help our business, yeah. not necessarily produce content just for our for, for our pages. Yeah. It's there's 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 help to other people like how can we what can we do to bring our community together and i think that's what we do do i think (laughs) i I think the one thing that isn't going away in terms of you're putting time and energy into it is youtube i think that's one of the search engines that's going to be around for a long time yeah just Just hard to grow on there one of the points before um i just thought about it now so you know with like tv adverts and stuff like that you pay in what was it 100 grand or something there's you're you're sitting watching tv sometimes you don't even have your phone with you and you might see something on an advert on tv like i saw my shark hoover 
on a TV advert and I didn't go on purchase it watching TV. I was on Instagram later and it came up as an ad. You can follow you around. And then I, <laughs> and then I went on that and there was a direct link. There was a swipe. I, I clicked on a link. On the TV, you can't click a link. That's very powerful about social media is if yeah. someone's talking about an ad, there's always a CTA. It's click the link, hit my bio for that product. Whereas radio, you're probably driving in your car or you might be sitting. You don't always, there's no direct. There's a yeah. lot more work to do. Mm -hmm. Whereas that's what's so clever about social media marketing is it's so instant. It's swipe, it's swipe up and there's your product. Yeah, I think influencer marketing has definitely got more expensive over the past five, 10 years, but it's definitely still cheap in comparison to advertising on other platforms. And if you're a business owner, I think it's definitely still a place that you should look at investing into. I think unfortunately what some business owners will do, and it's difficult for smaller businesses. And I spoke about this to one of the, the guests that we've had on previously, who had been asked by close local businesses and friends to post for them. And they didn't understand that, well, they get paid quite a lot of money to post stuff now because you're getting a lot of exposure in front of other people and that's mm. what you've got to look at. If I pay this money, I get in front of this many people who may buy my product. Yeah. Not just, oh, I've got I've got this outlay of money that I've got to pay to advertise. Because you obviously you've got to look at what am I going to get back from it. But yeah. I think as a business owner, you still need to look at investing in influencer marketing. Yeah, I think if you're not using invest, invest, what? If you're not using influencer marketing now as a business... And you're a big, you're a big brand. You're a big, but you should be. I think it depends on your business as well, obviously. Oh yeah, I mean, if you're like Goldman Sachs, you would not be doing influence marketing. But if you're like Spotify or um, Gymshark, yeah. <laughs> you would be. Oh, I, was, I was looking at the camera, thinking, oh, would people do a clap with the camera? GoPro, for example, like yeah, they're brands that would should be using influence marketing because it is so beneficial for the business. Like products as opposed to services. <laughs> but yeah. even still, That's mate, e for. even still, if you look at some big coaching brands in the UK, apart from my coach, there's there's people using influencer marketing in different ways now with that as well. I think that's where you've got to be careful though. Some of it looks super gimmicky. That is a very important point. We would never... Don't say never. Not never. I think we do affiliates for people to work if they love the app and they they show a lot of like community elements they would make a break like a break a great affiliate for the brand but we'd never go off and pay someone here's five grand go and go and pretend you've used our app and sell it to the world but that's where like it depends that's, on, that, that, no, that's with. where with your business you've got to make sure that the person has used your product so for, some, I mean. for someone like us if there's a 12 week 8 week program the person would have had to use the product first and experience it to make yeah. sure they get, they're getting the most out of it and can give a valid conclusion and review of what they've just done they might because they, they might hate it they, they might not enjoy the product and it's like okay like thank you so much for like the feedback and everything mm. like that but then I know there's definitely coaching platforms or coaching apps out there who will just say promote promote our app. Authentic authenticity. Yes, exactly. I have a very interesting topic of conversation Shoot. and it is such a 360 spin. And this is most recently in the news, so I don't know if it's becoming forefront or it's happening or whatever, but the pros and cons of decriminalization of cannabis. As in, what, so basically you just want to become a pothead? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. It's... So at the moment... Before we start the... on this topic, can I just tell a story? Oh, is it not the Lanzarote one? Yeah. 
They won't tell that Can't story. Tell story it's really no, it's embarrassing. There's nothing wrong with it. Everyone's ex- everyone does a bit of weed. I've at some experienced point in life. it, but it so, wasn't experienced. Right, we I was were expecting. in we were in Lanzarote 2020. Mm, we yeah. this was a great story, by the way. We we were there and we we really got on well with the guy who owned the resort. So he invited us up for a house party of where they filmed the Spanish Big Brother. Am I correct? Yeah. And this place was an absolute gaff, by the way. How sick was we it? We just went up to take some pictures. There was <laughs> massive barbecue. <laughs> A jacuzzi a massive pool couple of floors it was sick yeah it was sick. and we went for a party there anyway and i think in Landroy is it, it is it legal it's, to buy weed in it's a legal they had sh- they had shops yeah, legal to buy, buy weed it. you buy edibles Same as Amsterdam. and anyway we end up in the jacuzzi with a glass of champagne and smoking a spliff lucy <laughs> lucy had a couple of chugs on this this, I think I bliff. tried one. You tried it, but you were ended up stoned because you never know had it before. How to how to suck yeah. it in? Like I don't. I was... don't really like weed anyway. No, I've never tried edibles, so I can't say that. But I don't really like smoking weed because I don't like inhaling smoke. But anyway, you were you were a little bit you a little bit stoned. Is that the right terminology to use? Anyway, I walked into the kitchen and there was just cake in there because someone had bought a massive <laughs> celebratory cake. Lucy is just in there. You know, like when you take your bed sheets off the bed, you just go. Whoop. Take a Lucy did that with a full ice off the cake, and then just standing there, absolutely annihilating the sheet of ice, and she's about halfway through it. But, just cake, cake was bare boned. Yeah, but what was more funny is you were like, "Do you like? How do you feel?" And I went, "Nothing. I can't feel anything. Like I feel absolutely fine, but I'd obviously got the like the munchies or whatever it's called." And I was just eating this icing like it was the best thing I'd ever tasted. But that's the only time I've tried it. And I just didn't, I don't really get the hype. Can I give you some of the stats? Go on then. It's not, to be fair, it's not even stats. It's more so, so the government department said the proposed would would introduce tougher penalties to help tackle the scourge of substance abuse in society. So I think the UK is leaning a bit more of like keep it illegal. But then people come out with pros and cons of like, both instances now one of the pros is substance like safety and this is actually from the chief executive of the transformed drug policy foundation and they argued that the legalization of cannabis in the uk would help protect its users from harm by allowing for the control of drugs potency because people are going to take it anyway and people who want to take it go to the black market and they don't know what's necessarily in the product and is it making people ill? Like, I don't really don't know how that's... It is kind of a pro, I guess, to safe use of it. Yeah, because it's better... Um, so what I'm looking for. It's more quantifiable in terms of how safe that's your product and the, the quality of the product is, isn't it? Yeah, and one of the things as well, so if people can't buy the product legally, they have to go illegally on the black market yeah. in which the biggest profits then go to the most violent players. So the criminals yeah, are the, making profit off. This whole point, there's this whole debate about tax, putting tax on it, isn't there as well? Yeah. So the government had make. I can't remember what the exact stat was. Putting tax on it, so it's like taxable. But then obviously the the complete cons and negatives are it won't stop the black market. It it just won't. It will continue. But it'll still crush it because if you've got to ring John down the the road on your on your little black gaff phone. Yeah. Or you could go and grab it on a high street shop. Yeah, it would be and the it'd price. be a higher quality product. Yeah. Do you think it would be the price though? I don't know. And then obviously the last one is according to twenty eighteen, a report from Think Tank, the Centre of Social Justice, 
They said legalizing cannabis could put an extra 1 million people under the age of 25 to use the drug with 100,000 becoming addicted, which I think is a way bigger con than it just being more of like a safer product to use. I don't really, I mean, because I'm, I'm not an avid weed user i i don't like it i don't like you can smell it from a you you you, you walk down the street and you know someone's been smoking it somewhere i'm like so someone's smoking weed (laughs) really it really stinks so i i probably don't have the best opinions i would say keep it illegal because i don't i don't know enough about it to give the the pros and cons i remember when i was i think i mentioned again this before when i was in the police training there was a guy who did a whole 50 minute presentation i think it was 50 minute presentation on why weed should be legalized in, inside in our police. police trainer. You just don't fucking do that, do no, you? No, unless you don't want, unless you want to be fired. That's ridiculous. It was crazy. He's chosen he topic. Training. Yeah, that was, a, that was a chosen topic. I mean, he was very bold. Guy's got some bollocks to go in did, did he, the presentation. Did he get the job? He was already had the job. It was during training. Oh, God, I bet they, they, I bet they were just sat there. I bet the officers at the back were like, oh, for God's sake, Jonathan. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that was just an interesting topic. Is, is it? There was a festival, I think, as well. I don't know if you can find that car where they legalise it for the weekend. I'm sure yeah. it was the exhibit, Snoop Dogg, and maybe Eminem was there. In the UK? No, it was in America. America. They, did a, they did a festival weekend where, in the state, they legalised oh. weed for the day or the weekend, I think. Yeah, so in, in the US, there's a big movement to kind of legalise weed at the minute. Um, I don't know how much you guys know about the Mexican drug cartels. But it seems like the reason that they're so powerful is that um, we uh, drugs in general are illegal in America. So they're the ones who control all the supply because there's quite a demand for it. But they um, legalized weed in... Ben, the cow's talking. Um, they legalized <laughs> weed uh, in America a few years ago in a few states. Uh, and in one year, 2021, they generated $8 billion <laughs> worth of tax. Where was that? Uh, in the US. So there were like four states. Well, maybe I think so it's... The U.S., uh, sorry, it's California, Oregon, Colorado, and maybe a few other states. Yeah, they generated eight billion in one year from marijuana. So th- they were the U.S. were taxed on it, even though they weren't selling. How? Yeah, what? sorry. So the U.S. made it legal in certain states. The oh. states that made it legal collected tax revenue on it, and oh. that, that made eight billion dollars worth. Because who would you rather buy weed from? Someone down the road who's going to get you arrested, or would you buy it from a shop where you can get? you know control yeah. amounts of it okay so i understand it now so is that why that's why alcohol's legal isn't it as well yeah so basically and the cigarettes weed was illegal is that years and years and years ago someone thought basically the the, the history behind it is that the, uh, there was a person in america who controlled paper mills and he thought that um hemp or like marijuana was going mm. to be used to uh, create new paper and so he decided that he would campaign against it and made marijuana illegal because it would interfere with his paper business. But yeah, so the states that legalize it in wow. America make an insane amount of money from it. I mean, you wonder what that money goes to. You'd hope it would help the people who are like addicted to drugs and it would go to help. Mm-hmm. That would be, I, I bet they wouldn't even share that information. Like what? where does that 8 billion, yeah. what, where does it even go? I mean, the only thing that I've seen about the Mexican cartel is Queen of the South great series but that's the only thing i'd ever know about i mean i don't know if that's real it's on a netflix series that was a, such a good series I think though. there's a massive legalization of drug laws in there in in portugal that like you were mentioning as well carl steroids yeah no so it was in, in portugal they legalized heroin mdma ecstasy weed everything anything you want you can get a hold of it legally um in a prescribed way in portugal because they found that there were so many people overdosing dying from you know complications with 
so like dirty okay. needles, everything. Uh, and they found that there was a, a significant drop in addiction in in um, the amount of people who were dying from it. Because when you can get help from the government and there's no judgment there, and you're addicted to something and you want to stop, then they can help you properly, as opposed to just leaving it to mm. like if someone's addicted to heroin, they're not going to stop buying heroin because it's illegal. They're not bothered about going to jail because they they're physically like physically addicted to something so yeah legalizing seems to work it's a yeah. drastic policy but it's interesting well i mean even on that front when you said there they're giving out doses so people are still getting it but yeah it might reduce if they're literally going to die mm-hmm. from an overdose interesting yeah, because obviously if something's illegal then the person who's selling it is making all of the money on it there's no tax on it and yeah, there's, no, yeah. there's no reason for them to make it safe at all like yeah they don't care do they like rat poison stuff Whoop. they don't care wow the uh, talking about oh. making things illegal. Mm. Skittles. Yeah, that is what is going on. Did you get that study that I sent we you? We had a whole Not bag. study, but it was on. I saw a first on Facebook this morning. I'd been nailing Skittles this week. But there's been a new lawsuit apparently launched in the US alleging that Skittles sweets are unfit for human consumption and are apparently toxic, toxic enough to change your DNA. Oh, well, I've been having Skittles since I was born. Well, it was due, it's apparently it's due to a substance <sighs> called t- titanium dioxide, a white colouring agent that is commonly used in confectionaries. Even like the red pack, I can imagine like the sour ones being a little bit, whoa. Well, they're all coloured, aren't they? Oh, is it, the, is it going off the colour? Not what the actual substance, the chewy stuff is? You just said I can imagine the red ones being... No, sorry, I mean like the green sour pack... They are really sour. It's nothing to do with how sour they are. They're not going, <laughs> they're fucking way too sour for you to eat. It's the chemicals that. that are inside it. And apparently they were, the company, who's the company that owns Skittles? Because it owns Mars and other stuff as well. Isn't that? I can't remember what the, the parent company name is. But they were apparently told in 2016 about this. And they were they pledged to reduce. Mars Inc. What? It's not Mars Inc. Who owns Wrigley's, Skittles? Apparently. What is it? Wrigley's. Wrigley's. Apparently, they were they knew about this in 2016, and they were pledged to reduce the amount of this titanium dioxide that was in the sweets and the chocolates, and it's just been completely ignored since. I mean, I fucking love Skittles, you know. I I'm do. not stopping eating them. I love Skittles. But that's oh, well, yeah. It's a very. Um, I wonder who's just gone and th- and and thought. Well, we need to investigate Skittles. Like, there's people there'll be in terms of big companies like that there'll be lots of rigorous reviews and loopholes to jump through for people to for it to be accessible to the general public yeah. do you guys remember um sunny delight yeah. yes way back in the day so loved it interesting story. so bad um, my dad's a dental researcher and he was part of a team of like five or six people who made sunny delight illegal in the uk i can i can see that though. just just yeah you, there's going to be Kids outside your dad's house now with pitchforks. Yeah, I know. Don't ask me where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> no, they found it was worse than battery acid for teeth. So you can put battery acid and put a tooth inside it and Sunny Delight was rotting it like twice as fast. Oh my God, Sunny D. When we used to go to France or Spain, me and Megan would love Sunny D. I mean, it definitely made you hyper and it absolutely was not good for your teeth because it tasted so strong. You know, I think Blue Sweets got banned, didn't they? Some Blue Sweets got banned. Like that was our era when we were kids, because I remember my cousin wasn't allowed to have blue sweets because they made him so hyper. Really? Because didn't there used to be blue Skittles? There used to be. So I've got an interesting story about blue sweets. Uh, this is now the Cal Hibble podcast. Um, <laughs> there was, when I was a kid, we'd go to the, the corner shop and we'd eat these little blue laces. Um, and one day we went and they were on offer. So we got a full 
box for like, I think maybe two pounds, three pounds. So me and my friend Matt split the box and we absolutely nailed these. The whole packet. So then (laughs) the next day I got back from school, I went to the toilet and, you know, I went for a number two and I happened to turn around (laughs) and look in the bowl and it was just the most vibrant blue thing I've ever eaten in my life. But I had forgotten (laughs) that I'd eaten these sweets. So I called my dad in a blind panic thinking I was chronically ill or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> ended up freaking out and then ran to my mum's school. It was a, a whole thing. It turned out Matt did the exact same thing, freaked out, and then, yeah, we bonded about it two days later. But they're, pro- I mean, Mine's you like can't going buy. inside, though. You can't buy a lot of blue. I bet you can't buy blue laces. Four millions? Can you still buy blue millions? I think, I mean, you've got blue, purple, yellow. You've got all the colours there, haven't you? Talk, but they're like a light blue. Talking of teeth and talking of Skittles, I used to have a bag of Skittles after oh, every yeah. single workout. That is quite bad in terms of your, your teeth. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad in terms of obviously I was kind of doing that if it fits your macro stuff and I was proper bro back then. So I was like, like I want to try and get my glycogen up after workouts <laughs> through sugars as much as possible because like then it helps insulin with as well. insulin. Yeah, because then it helps with protein synthesis as well. So I was trying to get the sugars in. Also, I just love banging skills. So it was a bag of skills after every workout. And then I went to the dentist for my checkup. Wow. She was not impressed. No, was I had it to have all a, like your back I had your to have all four fillings. But because if you I'm I was sitting there after a workout, I'd have a bag of Skittles and then the sugar was just sitting on my teeth for an hour or two every single day. So it, it was just causing a load of teeth decay, the sugar was just rotting my teeth. It wasn't anything to do with me my, my general health, it was just my teeth were getting rotted by sugar after every workout. Did you have loads of sweets as a kid? Yeah. So I used to on the way to school. Is it no, but is in like before you could buy them yourself on the way to school? Did you like your mum dad mm, like you have loads of sweets? Not more than average. Yeah. But when it was kind of those things when you get your own sort of what's the word I'm looking for? You get your own freedom as a kid. You, when I went to yeah, secondary school, you start getting your pocket start money. Start getting one pound, one pound fifty quarter mm. sweets every single morning. Used to eat them. That was my breakfast on the way to school, and every lunchtime I get a quarter of fizzy bottles or millions or something. Yeah, I I don't believe I really. I mean, I had I had sweets as like a, a young kid. Like I think again, completely normal. But I think because I went into sport quite quickly, I never really even like craved sweets that much. Like I didn't even really want. I didn't have McDonald's. Wow, whoa! If Debs took us, I think we went twice. Not even because of that, because we we weren't we were brought up with super healthy food and we loved the taste of it. So I think we were a bit like we don't really want it because we don't really enjoy the taste. And I think that's a great way to bring a kid up. Put them on healthy food. Put them on mm, but then food again, they like. How, why, are you, why are you labeling foods as, as healthy or bad? Mm. Nutritional food. You can say it's nutritionally <laughs> dense. Yeah, nutritionally dense food. I wouldn't say McDonald's is nutritionally dense if you were having it every day as a kid. Yeah, but you, you don't have to have it every day. But just because you had it twice in your life doesn't mean that a kid can't go and have it. Oh, like every, no, I know. No, 100% backtrack on that i just meant we didn't really have it in it wasn't a thing we went to mackey's we always had mackey's we more so had yeah. nutritionally dense food and i think that's even why now i love the taste of i, I think nutritionally the, i dense think things food. things change a lot and i think that's like an old school thing that comes from parents because if you want to have a, a mackey's or some nuggets there's nothing wrong with it look at our friend harry akins gb runner just been running in America at the championships as a Mackey's before every race. You used to look at Usain Bolt, used to smash, up, smash a load of chicken nuggets in. There's nothing inherently bad about having foods and there can be no food that's bad or there's no food that's good. It's all dependent in context of what you're doing with the rest of your diet. Yeah, 100% in moderation. Like I was 
banging in McDonald's before my ultra. Mm-hmm. And yeah, loads yeah. of people were like, why are you having McDonald's? Like, because I just need to get calories in. And quite frankly, it tastes really great right, right now. Yeah. It wasn't making my performance any worse. I wasn't having five McDonald's a day. I was just having it probably like every yeah. week just so I could get the food in. And that is the same thing. So I 100% agree. Agree. It's changed since we were kids. Whereas it's a mindset our, around it. Yeah, yeah, our parents probably more saw me and Meg as sporty kids thinking, oh, they probably can't have like those sorts of foods and fast food and things yeah. like that. But then whereas now it is a lot more accepted because of how nutrition has come along. Same with protein shakes. To protein shakes to my dad. Oh you my God. Protein shakes, it was steroids. It was <laughs> liquid steroids. That's what it was. Creatine. 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 It wasn't like that. Poor, yeah. no my mum found a, a, a little tub, an unlabeled tub of creatine, and honest to God, thought it was cocaine. You, w- was you would though, wouldn't yeah. you? It d- it does have like it doesn't look like a normal like so- you know like powders use a bit like grainy salt. It looks like icing sugar kind of powder, doesn't it? I tell you, I tell you how you know. Put some on your little finger, rub it on your gums. That's how you know it's fucking creatine or not. <sighs> what What do you think was the worst sweet that you had when you're younger in terms of like? what it did to you that made it way you feel the maybe toxicity of it let's give you a clue there toxic waste that's what you're gonna say then wow did you ever measure the ph of that when you were in a science lesson mate our teacher measured the ph levels of toxic waste i'm sure it was like ph one or ph two What's that mean? I can't even remember what that means now on the science scale. Absolute acid. Acid, acid yeah. Oh, let, let me just see if I can see what it was on the pH scale. Because I'm sure other people have probably done it. I used to have brainwashes. You've had toxic waste, have you, Liz? Oh, uh, yes, Cal. They used to go here. That'd be so sour in the back of my... Yeah. Um, and like the yellow ones with the sourest in high yeah. school. It's like, everybody, I'm about to have a yellow toxic waste. Everybody watch. I'm about to have a yellow toxic waste. <laughs> and then bra- brain liquors are one of the ones that I had. Brain liquors, they used to hurt my tongue. <gasps> Brain liquors and your tongue used to go blue. Okay, wow, sorry. That's still a thing. Just quickly, toxic waste had the lowest pH value of one point eight. Is that really acidic? Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Se- is it seven neutral? Yeah. <gasps> Look at that chemistry yeah, there, Cal. I know. Wow. Yeah, that so is so. The, P- the pH scale you had. Brain pH scale. I'm well intrigued so now. So stomach acid is two. <laughs> so. <gasps> Toxic waste. I thought gastric acid would one. No, 1.5 to 3.5. Well, it's the same as brain liquors have a pH of 1.8 to 2. Oh my goodness. That's what I mean. That is... It used to blow your tongue off. The other thing that used to really get me as well. Do you remember those gobstoppers, which were literally like a cricket ball? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I know a kid who got one stuck in his jaw, had to go to the I thought you were going to say stuck up his bum then. That was going to be horrible. I had different kind of friends, but Yeah. Definitely oh. had different kind of friends. Yeah, the massive... You used to lick them for days. You used to take the skin off my tongue. Yeah. And you used to lick them for days and they'd get smaller each yeah. day. You'd have it for like two weeks. That is disgusting, isn't it? It was. That can't, it was, it was, it was very unhygienic. You used to lob them around everywhere, didn't you? Yeah, you used to catch them and throw them around and then just keep licking them. Pass them around primary school, everyone. Have a have a lick of my... When, when we used to have black blazers um, when I was in my primary school, when we used to have them just mark each other down the back of them. Well, I don't know lads, what school lads, you lads, went lads, to. Lads. Lads, 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 yeah. But that was, um, wow, yeah, what a weird thing to even think about. I wouldn't go to the shop now and buy toxic waste or a brain liquor, but I would get a pack of Skittles. Always. Yeah, I love Skittles. Starburst. I love uh, Sour Pass Kids, mate. Yeah, snakes. Wow. 
Guys, if you, li- guys, if you listen on YouTube, comment your favorite sweet. Comment your favorite sweet, yeah. Comment your favorite sweet. I'd be so interested if people still like love sweets. Well, we used to have pick and mix every weekend. We did. And we don't have the that first as much image now. we used to have for the podcast, we had pick and mix on. <gasps> we did. We really still I love mean, pick and mix, Mabel. Yeah, we used to. Wow, the extra large candy king tubs every single weekend. Mm. Love it. Delicious. Well, I think that's a great way to finish this week's episode. Yeah, I didn't have any more touch points. Wow, the weather and cannabis were my main touch points today. To be fair, to be fair, I think they were still really good touch points yeah. to have on this podcast. Because we didn't do questions. We thought it would be a little bit different and just talk about worldly things that are mm. happening. There's so much happening in the world at the moment, whatever country you're in. But yeah, this podcast, as Ben said, is sponsored by Athletic Greens. Our link is below. And does this one go up after the Greg podcast? Yeah. Yeah, so the Greg the Greg Doucette podcast we did was so interesting. Do you know what we're doing next week? We are tasting toxic waste live on the podcast. Uh, I'm ill next week. No, that's what we're doing. So we'll join you then, guys. Oh, have a great day. Bye.